This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bring him in now, our Radio.com Sports NFL Insider. Our friend Ross Tucker brought to you by our friends at Pennzoil. Motor oils made from natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Ross, how you been? Bill, I am doing all right, man. I was bummed out by the Big Ten news earlier in the week, but I'm... I got I got everything full throttle towards NFL. I'm I'm, I'm focusing all my energy on, on NFL now. Obviously, the numbers came out yesterday, and I, I guess let me ask you what your level of hope is for the NFL because right now the testing program with almost 110,000 players and and such tested and staffers and such they've got a really low positivity rate. Things seem to be at least trending in the right direction, right? Yeah, I mean, it's 0.46%. And I, I got to tell you, Bill, I, I actually thought that that number would be significantly higher. I mean, you're talking about guys that are training to get ready for training camp all over the country, right? Texas and Georgia and Florida and all these different places, California. And then they're flying to the NFL city to come in for the testing and training camp. I thought there'd be a lot more that would test positive initially, and then the numbers would go down during the season just because they'll be under the protocol of the team and the daily testing and everything. You know, Once they get back, they're in full-fledged camp mode and professional mode. To start out that low is highly encouraging. So what do you think, uh, I, and just asking more, maybe more as a fan's perspective, because I got it all day yesterday. Do you think the NFL is going to play? Do you think they're going to have a stoppage? Do you, you know, because there's all the concerns, obviously, like you had mentioned with the Big Ten announcing that they're not going to be playing football and they're putting, uh, the brakes on any thoughts of even playing in, in the fall or in the winter. So the question then becomes, or in the winter or in the spring. So the question becomes, what is the NFL? Uh, their outlook, their their you know, I I guess the optimism. How much optimism do you have that this team this season is going to be culminated? A lot, and that doesn't mean I'm not concerned about coronavirus. I am, you know, when we go out anywhere, we're wearing masks and all that stuff. But knowing that they're doing the daily testing, I just find it hard to believe that they'd have an outbreak. I mean, if you're daily testing everyone, and They've seen what's happened in baseball. They, they're they aware of what's going on, even with the myocarditis, which was a big concern in the Big Ten. I, I just think these guys realize their money is on the line. You know, it's one thing for college student-athletes, but for NFL players, their money, and lots of it, is based on how many games they play this year. And so I think 
you know, maybe there's a couple knuckleheads that will do things that they shouldn't, but I'm not really worried about them getting it while they're at the facility. And I think most of them are going to do the right things to stay free of coronavirus. And so I'm very, very optimistic based on the initial testing, based on the protocols in place, and based on these guys knowing that they're essentially getting paid per game. They're used to getting game checks, Bill. That's how it works. They know they got they, they want to get all 17 weeks of game checks this year. That's the big thing is when you start talking about people's money, that's that's when it gets serious because then there's a responsibility to yourself there first and foremost or your own greed to make sure that you don't do anything stupid that's going to infect yourself or anybody else around you. Uh to actually to actual action on the field. Uh I I look at it this way, Russ. I if nobody in your facility has it, you have no way to get it. Therefore, your training camp should be pretty much the same as it is right now where even though you're doing the social distancing, but they're still testing when you walk through the door, and the protocols have now been set by the NFLPA and the NFL, I think until you start intermixing and putting these guys on the road, we're probably going to get through training camp and at least get the start of the season underway, wouldn't you think? I don't see how we don't. I think at that point, the concern really becomes to me more than anything else what happens during the season when these guys are back around their families, right? When they're back, you know, and maybe their kids are going to school and their kids come home from school. That's sort of the concern that they don't have in the NBA or the NHL with those bubbles that they're doing. But it sounds like even teams like the Saints and the Cowboys are kind of doing mini bubbles where most of the team or all the team is staying in a hotel to try to stay away from the virus. But yeah, I, 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 like I said, I'm not like, you know, one of those people with my head in the sand. Like I, I understand it's a major issue for our country. And I understand, for example, the Big Ten's decision. Now, I think you can have reasonable opinions on either side of whether or not the Big Ten should have tried to play or not. But my point is for the NFL, I just think that these players are aware of the risk. They want to take the risk. They know that they're getting compensated for the risk. And I think they know what's at stake. And I feel very, very good about it. Now, look, I could be proven to be a total moron and the season shut down by October 1st. I don't know, but so far, so good. Knock on wood. Uh, on the field stuff, uh, give me your thoughts. Is uh, Some guys have opted out. Some teams, uh, the Patriots have been hard, hit hard by opt-outs. But for the most part, uh, you know, I mean, the Packers obviously getting Funchess in the offseason, and he decided not to play. Uh, hurts that wide receiving core. But overall, I mean, it looks like a lot of the guys are coming back, and, and we're, we're going to have competitive football. But I still think the Packers are kind of the team to beat in the division, uh, albeit I still don't know offensively. I guess optimistically, Ross, I think, well, they got uh, they got A.J. Dillon. They got Tagara, kind of an H-back guy that can just catch the football. Maybe Sternberger gets better. Maybe Lazard gets better. Maybe Marquez Valdez-Scantling get better. But these are a lot of what-ifs, wishes, and what-could-be's if it all falls right in the right direction. I still don't have a lot of belief that they're going to be able to move the football at will. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I'll be curious to see how much more comfortable Aaron Rodgers is in year two in the system. I don't think anybody thinks that Aaron Jones can do exactly what he did last year. And, you know, you look at, you mentioned A.J. Dillon and DeGuara. You know, I think it's going to be a tough year for rookies. I think it's going to be a really tough year for rookies, especially a guy like DeGuara that 
They really want to move around there. And we'll see what Sternberger is able to do. I know there's a lot of people that were, you know, really excited about him. So it, I'm with you. I think everybody still remains puzzled that they didn't get a receiver in the draft. The only point I would make, though, is in general, I think it's going to be a tough year for rookies. So I, I don't know, even if they got a, a wide receiver in the draft, I don't know how much better that guy would have been this year as a rookie with no OTAs, no mini camps, no preseason games, limited preparation and practice time. I don't know how much better that guy would be than Valdez Scantling or Equinemia St. Brown or Lazard this year. And so maybe there was some method to Gutekunst's madness. Yeah, I was going to say maybe that, you know, they just have so much motion, so much misdirection, so many things that Aaron Rodgers can now do, rely on that run game. Maybe it takes the stress off of him. I I, I know one thing. I can't wait for, for play to actually start so we get a, a chance to kind of witness some things. But as much as I want to say the offense is going to be better and year two is going to be better, I still think to myself, how much better is that defense? Because that proved to be the Achilles heel in the postseason. So are we more concerned about how the offense under year two of Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur is going to look or about whether or not they've actually fixed a lot of the gap problems with that defense? Well, so I, I thought the defense was pretty good for the most part. And then that Niners game, and you talked about down at the Super Bowl, being on the sideline for that, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I've never seen anything like it in terms of the ability they were able to just run down their throat. Now, part of that was because they know what a good job Kyle Shanahan does with play action passes and they didn't want to they didn't want to always have the extra guy in the box. They didn't want to give up the big chunks of yardage. I think they thought, "Hey, let's make them let's make Garoppolo have to move the ball down the field without huge chunk plays down the middle of the field." You know, we but I think they thought that those runs would be 3 yards, 5 yards, not 15 yards, 25 yards. I mean, I, I think those runs, them being able to run on them as well as they did was really surprising. I think that they thought we'll, we'll, we'll die a slow death, so to speak, as opposed to giving up chunk plays in the passing game. But they couldn't even die a slow death. They couldn't even slow them down. So we'll see if Kirksey is able to make a difference. And I think, obviously, if they, if they played the Niners again, they would put the extra guy in the box and, and take their chances with the play-action passing game. Who do you think, because uh, we know it's so hard to repeat, who do you think is the NFC favorite? I, I, as much as I want to look and say they didn't make a lot of changes out in San Francisco and they still should be that, that favorite, I got a feeling that somebody else is coming out of maybe nowhere to, to grab the NFC. I, I don't know how they're going to look down in New Orleans. That was one of my picks going back to the uh, beginning of the offseason. I thought they would do some things to upgrade. They did. I know Tampa Bay obviously has gotten better, but I don't know how much better. Arizona's on the combo. Who, who's kind of your, your thought right now in the NFC? You know, it's tough because they've been right there the last couple years. And so it's hard to stay at that level or sustain at that level. But I'd probably say the New Orleans Saints. I mean, you look at their roster, they have an awesome roster. I mean, they, they, they are loaded for bear this year. And even spots where you thought, ah, oh, maybe their depth, they brought in a very solid veteran. So if somebody goes down, they'll be able to get out there and perform at a high enough level. I'm going to say the Saints, although, you know, they lose a lot. If there's no home field advantage, that's huge for New Orleans. But if I had to pick one in the NFC, it would be the New Orleans Saints. 
Ross, always great to talk to you. I appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes, and uh, hopefully as we uh, continue to discuss, we're talking about play on the field, and it stays that way for a long time to come, okay? Yeah, I hope so, Bill. Anytime, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Ross Tucker, our Radio.com NFL insider, joining us for a couple of minutes. He is brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Pennzoil. Pennzoil, made by uh, natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.